Welcome to the podcast, Pastor JDO3, and I'm Johnny Ogletree III, and we're excited about today's podcast. Uh, this past week, we talked about money. Yes, we talked about money. Eugene Mitchell's book, Closing the Wealth Gap, led our discussion. Let's join the discussion for today's podcast. I do think that this will be uh, a good discussion, and I want to have this dialogue with you uh, because we're starting off the the new year, uh, and one of the things that we need to do is to talk more about money. Yep, we're going to talk about some money today, uh, and wanted to bring to your attention uh, some things that I have uh, recently read in a book uh, by uh, Eugene Mitchell is called Closing the Racial Wealth Gap. Uh, and I think it's gonna be pretty cool for us to talk about. So you, you can't be always looking at someone else and trying to use that as a barometer for where you are. You have to look at the resources that you have and then you have to execute the game plan that properly benefits your situation and not always use the game plan that benefits someone else's situation. The reality is, is yes, saving is good, investing is good, but you also have to position yourself to be able to do that, or you can cause yourself some, some immediate tension and struggle. You have to actually position yourself to do those things. So I'm gonna read this statement and then if you have a response to it, please uh, chime in. If not, I'm gonna read this statement and I'll just kind of talk about it a little bit. So this first one is uh, found in the first chapter. It's on a chapter of uh, page number 10. Uh, and he says, look, uh, ultimately the collective financial ignorance has prolonged our failure to close the racial wealth gap in this country. Uh, and across the country. Now, uh, that was one of the things that I, I, I loved about what he was saying is uh, one of my friends and I, we had a discussion. This was, uh, man, maybe a good 10 years ago. And we were talking about this. And really, when you look at particularly the black community, uh, is that we're only two or three generations into wealth we are now in a position where we're starting to earn more money. We are in the, the college. We have the master's degree. We have the PhD degree. But what we still have is financial illiteracy when it comes to money. So we don't really understand the, the larger base of how money is, it, it, it works. We don't understand money as a tool. We're still looking at it as entertainment or ways to make us happy or ways to build our esteem or ways to uh, to purchase the things that uh, put us in a position that um, makes us feel like or seem a little bit more like uh, our counterpart, right? He's saying, no, 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 uh, that is our lack of literacy, not understanding how to manage credit, not, many, not understanding how to invest properly, not understanding how to save properly, uh, not understanding um, 
how the 401k works, not understanding how to use life insurance, not understanding how to properly use our health insurance, uh, not understanding all of these different pieces uh, uh, or what is a good investment and what's a bad investment. Right. Uh, I, I read a book. This is uh, right before uh, we bought our franchise uh, that we don't own right now. Uh, but one of the things it talked about was the everyday millionaire. And so it was really funny because he was talking about it. When you look at the Bill Gates and stuff of the world, when they're doing presentations, yeah, you may see them in a suit. Um, uh, but when you see them on a regular basis, if you ran into him and at the store or at the country club, or if you ran into him at a concert, you know, uh, depending on what type of concert it was, he might be in jeans and a t-shirt. Uh, they were uh, they were showing us that the average millionaire, uh, the, the book highlighted that the average millionaire on a regular basis is in um, a t-shirt and uh, maybe some warm-ups. Uh, they're, they're not trying to draw attention to themselves. They're not trying to impress anybody. They have money, they have stability. Uh, and you would think that you would not run into that millionaire uh, at the Walmart or at a Target. You know, <laughs> uh, but what it shows is that a lot of these guys are ladies. They may have some nice trinkets, uh, but those things that they spend that money on are really more investments. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, when Jay-Z came out with his, two, his uh, album, when he was talking about 40 acres and he was like hey look uh, we don't do that over here he was talking about the guys at home uh, Instagram throwing up money and, and waving a big stack of bills and he was like no, no 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 when you do that that shows that you don't understand the value of money when you do that it shows that you don't, are not responsible with your money uh, Jay-Z is not in a strip club throwing up $20,000 at some strippers. And I'm not hating on y'all strippers. Make your money, pay your ties. Y'all know I was gonna say something silly like that. Look, make your money, do what you gotta do, right? Not that you should be doing that, cause you should. And if your brothers that are there, you should not be patronizing, even though I don't want nobody to starve. And I'm not trying to keep nobody from going to college. I understand a lot of those ladies are putting themselves through school. I, eat, I get it, finish your degree. You do what you gotta do, and then go into the law field like you've always planned to do. Become a doctor like you've always planned to do. Do that, and I'm, I'm cheering for you, I really am. But look, the reality is, is he's saying, look, that's not how people that have money spend money. They're not running around with $30,000 in their pocket. Now, I know we got the Floyd Mayweathers of the world, uh, who prove us wrong, or who prove this theory wrong, but he's not a regular guy. <laughs> but even when you look at Floyd Mayweather up close and you see interviews, yeah, he does a flashy thing because that's a part of the image of the Money Mayweather team. But when you look at what he does with his money, and he talks about the watches that he buys and the cars that he buys, uh, yeah, he's collecting these things, but these are also things that are collectible things that he can also sell back and make money from or recoup most of his value, right? Uh, and so it, he talks about how he's very strategic even with his money. And so you don't see him uh, at the strip club throwing up $100,000, even though it probably would not hurt him, but he will take a vacay 
and he'll improve his image uh, and he'll do some public appearances. And if he does throw away $20,000, it was a club that gave it to him and not his own money. You see what I'm saying? Because the club was trying to use his image to position themselves to make more money from other people that are trying to be like the image that they want him to portray. You, you see what I'm saying? And so he's saying, look, what, what Eugene is getting at is we still have some ignorant mindsets and it's not everybody. You don't ever want to throw a blanket, so I'm not throwing a blanket. But we still have some ignorance in our mindset with how we use the money that we have. And because we have some ignorance in the mindset with how we use the money that we have, it's going to be that much more difficult to close this wealth gap uh, because we have people that make $60,000, that still don't own a home, but have a $60,000, vehicle that they drive. You, you see what I'm saying? That have a $2,000 necklace on and a $10,000 watch, but they, they are still not homeowners. They're renting and leasing uh, because their credit is not good. Are because they just, for whatever reason, don't understand the value of owning a home and how it's one of the few appreciating assets that you could actually purchase. You understand what I'm saying? And so because we have some immaturity and some ignorance towards some of our understanding towards finances, we're not prospering like there are like other people. Uh, and, and so he challenges those type of notions in his book, all right? Uh, so he says, look, unfortunately, uh, too many in our community have become wealth spenders or worse yet, wealth pretenders in order to keep up with the proverbial Joneses instead of wealth builders. So he uses uh, three different uh, things there. He says wealth spenders. Uh, and of course, they're just talking about us as spenders. Uh, when you look at the statistics, it's not that we don't have money, it's where we place our money. Most of us, or many of us, spend money. Uh, and so a lot of the advertisements are aimed at us because we are a large spending population. We are consumers to the max, right? So, and we're not just uh, consumers uh, that we go buy things, but we also want to buy expensive things. Oh, those things bring us esteem. Those things help us to feel more confident or more secure or to portray the image that we want to portray. And because we have those type of thought processes, uh, we want to buy the newest thing, our own the latest thing. We don't want to be behind. We want to have all of the latest trends. And because we're thinking like that, we're always consuming, we're always spending. Uh, and so he says, look, you're spending your wealth. So that's why he says wealth spending. You have wealth, you have money, you have resources, but you're always in a consumer mindset. So you're always spending the wealth that you have. And then he says, uh, and then we also have some that are wealth pretenders. Uh, this is aimed a little bit more talking about those uh, who have debt, 
uh, and, and who are pretending that they actually are wealthy, that they are stable, that they are prosperous, but uh, we have people that literally, if you ask them for $100 uh, and they look the pristine image of, of, of money, uh, that they might give you that $100, but trust me, they're hurting. <laughs> and when they get in that car, they're thinking, Lord Jesus, <laughs> how am I gonna replace that $100 that I just gave away trying to give the image that I'm actually a baller? Uh, and he says, look, there are people that are pretending to be wealthy, that do the things that are necessary to put forth the image that they are somehow a baller. Uh, and, and that's not it. But what he wants us to do is to be wealth builders. And this gets back to my initial statement about what we need to be doing in this year, building wealth, right? And so that comes with us being strategic. It comes with us having a plan and it comes with us being disciplined. And that's the thing that most of us lack. Some of us will put together that plan, but we won't be disciplined to carry out that plan because once you make that plan and you say, I'm gonna save 10% of my paycheck every month and I'm gonna invest 5% uh, of my paycheck every month and then I'm going to uh, uh, save up money to buy a car. So I'm gonna spend, I'm gonna save 3% of my earnings every month and put it in a car account. And then uh, I'm gonna, for those of you who already have a working vehicle, it's like, look, I'm gonna save 3% of my money and I'm gonna put it aside for a car account so that I can repair my vehicles when they need to be repaired and that I can uh, do whatever is necessary, right? Or I'm gonna save, uh, 2% of my, my, my money every month because I'm gonna do some home improvements. I wanna sell my home, right? Which is not the worst thing ever, uh, but the house needs some repairs. And because of these repairs, I'm not gonna get the full value of the house that I'm, I'm trying to sell. So I'm gonna sell 2% every month of my salary. And then after six months, I'm gonna make the desired repairs around the house. And once I restore the house to where it looks, uh, it is healthy, it is home, it is functioning and everything is working in it. Now I can put this house back out there and I can actually sell it for what it's actually worth on the market because people won't be able to use my lack of, of, of care or my lack of responsibility uh, with the house that I'm in to negotiate to bring down the profit that I would make from this house. Right, you could spend a thousand dollars repairing your house, and when you sell it, you can gain nine thousand dollars from that. Uh, but if someone comes in and says, "Hey, this is not working. That's not functioning. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to repaint this. I'm going to have to fix these holes in the wall. I'm going to have to fix all these fixtures." So because of that, I'm going to take ten thousand dollars off. And you say, "Well, it's only going to cost two thousand dollars to fix that." Well, get your two thousand dollars and fix it because you're not in the position or because we have not managed and stewarded our money right, then it ends up costing us in the long run, even with things that are supposed to give and build wealth. Listen to parts two and three of this discussion, which will bring us the thoughts and statements from the book of Eugene Mitchell. We want to help you learn how to prosper in this new year and to close the wealth gap. You can tweet at Johnny Ogletree, the number three. You can also message me on Facebook at Johnny Ogletree, the number three. And you can contact me on Instagram at Pastor JDO3.